Welcome to Take Flight, where we give you the marketing and leadership tools you need to take your brand and your business to new heights. My name is Sean Sitters, and today I'm joined by Allison Lyles from Very. Allison and I met earlier this year when I was looking to purchase furniture for Mallard's new studio, which makes her the perfect person to talk about sales. I was her prospect, after all. Join us for a discussion about the key elements of a great sales approach and learn from our mistakes, successes, and our shared passion of striving for authenticity and authority throughout the sales process. Let's get it started. All right, everybody. So glad to have you back for another episode of Take Flight. I'm so excited to introduce our guest for today, Allison Lyles with Very Allison. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Sean. Yeah, so glad to have you here. You know, whenever I started this podcast, really kind of the impetus for me was to really have conversations with people locally. And every once in a while, I have some really great virtual guests like the last few episodes that we've had here on the podcast. But it's so nice to sit in person with somebody for a change. Also, the audio quality is just slightly better, too. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> I was so glad to be here. Yeah, me too. Well, I asked you to kind of come on the podcast today because, well, we speak to business owners mostly on this podcast. And I know in conversations with you and my personal experience with you that your approach to sales really directly reflects what my ambitions are for my sales process. And and that is one that's really filled with empathy is what I felt whenever I was your prospect. And I felt just like a level of care that is really hard to come by in the sales process. I get a lot of pitches <laughs> being in the role that I'm in. And one thing that I noticed that people can either be aggressive or maybe not follow through or maybe just clearly not have my best interests at heart. And so it was really refreshing to kind of get to know you a little bit better. But that's my personal antidote. But I'd love for you to kind of share with the audience just a little bit about your role and also what you're up to these days. Yes. Well, first of all, I love that that was your experience. It has been such a neat season of my life to be a very, and especially in the role that I'm in. So currently I am the representative for Tarrant County and really all the way out to like Lubbock Amarillo for very. And I can't say that I'm the only one now because they just added two teammates to my team. Well, but you're just growing that quickly. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a great thing. It's what we want. And my emphasis is business development and helping to take our clients through the process to reimagine their workspace. So it's a lot of fun to get to connect with people and hear their hearts, which is why I really enjoyed getting to connect with you about where y'all were taking your vision into this new space. So I take it from we have our in-house design team and then our installation team that helps carry out the full project for us. But for me, I get to hold the relationship and and then also really inspire the internal team to take ownership and get connected with what y'all are trying to accomplish too. And I find that that brings a lot of connection as well so that the entire very team kind of is invested, which makes it fun. I love that so much because it was really important for me whenever I was looking for a space or looking for a provider to equip our space to really feel a certain way. You know, it's not every day that you move into a new studio. And so for me, it was just really important to find somebody who kind of shared in that vision for us. But enough about the kind of particular aspect of what I was really looking for and more down to 
your approach? Because the role you just described is like highly relational. And um, from what I know about you, that is just a perfect fit for you. And I would imagine that your whole team probably shares in that sentiment. I felt like every time that I was um, visiting with you at very, because we just happened to be located like right next to your headquarters, which is very convenient. You would like walk around and it wasn't like you just treated us a specific way. You treated your team a specific way too, which I thought really spoke to just your overall approach of one of kind of the two words that came to mind were authenticity and authority. What I mean by that is like this proper balance of like being human yet being confident, like really confident that your product is the right solution, yet also like totally okay and understanding when human things get in the way. And so that's really what I want to talk about today. I really want to dive into, well, one, how have you cultivated that approach Two, hopefully add some value of my own in talking about my struggle, which it really is, and that kind of fine tuning to really get that approach down and actually bring it to fruition in conversations with people. But that's really what I want to cover today. Before we kind of dive headfirst into each of those things individually, authenticity and authority, why do you think it's so hard to cultivate those things? Why is sales just such a hard skill to to learn? I think it's because people experience different hmm. environments, different individuals when they are quote unquote selling someone. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it really leaves a bad taste in their mouth. And there is an art to knowing that that really what you're trying to do is show up in a space where you've got a solution and it's not about trying to prove or manipulate or coerce somebody to, to move into a, a space. It's like, no, 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 no. If the people that are the right client are hopefully going to seek us out, we are going to seek out the right client for us. And mm. so it's a, it's a benefit, a mutually beneficial partnership. Mm. And one of the things that has been really powerful for me is to know that that is who I am. And one of Vary's core values is authenticity. And never in my professional career have I ever gotten to be so fully expressed in my own authenticity, hmm. which I believe people experience that, clients experience that. And ultimately, that's what they want. Hmm. Uh, it is such an important space. When somebody comes in and they are wanting to reimagine their workspace, like I think about everything that you've dreamt about, your team's dreamt about, the plans that y'all have for f future growth. And you're coming in and saying, hey, this is this is our dream. Like this is our vision. And we have the opportunity at Very to help you get there. So mm -hmm. we've got a product line that I do fully believe in that is fabulous. We also, though, we we strive to help equip our clients with the intangible things. Hmm. And so with that, there one of my big things was I knew that I aligned with my mission. Hmm. And that was to put others first and to serve and ultimately to just trust that I wanted the client, I wanted it to be a win-win. Hmm. And if it if the client doesn't feel like that, then I trust that they're going to find what they need and and other clients are going to come my way that it is the right fit. With that, though, the place that I really took some time was, does my team, does this brand represent the same value that I have? Mm. And if I could not fully stand in the fact that I knew very like my internal team and our executive leadership would back me with that, I would not have put my name on any project because it there's such a conflict 
if you're my core values, my personal core values that it like wouldn't work. Well, and that connects perfectly with both authenticity, right? You're being yes. your true self and authority because yes. it gives you the confidence to actually show up and say, no, no, I believe in this product yes. and I've done my due diligence to make sure that that's the case. And so one of the things that I think, and I even walked through a season talking about why this is challenging. And I feel like in everyone, when you're growing in your your career as a quote unquote salesperson, is you need to have the space to really align, work it out, know that you can stand in that. Because once you have it solidified inside yourself, I feel like the expression just comes out naturally. And and then you do help facilitate that experience with the internal team maybe is what you experience when you walk through and mm. everybody was kind of wrapped, wrapped it, up in that. It definitely yeah. felt like, you know, just speaking from the kind of, you know, prospect or customer point of view for a second, just because I happen to have fallen into that role in in our relationship. But it really did feel like everybody that I talked to had had, well, just the opportunity to actually kind of gain the same amount of alignment that you're expressing right now. And, um, you know, I'll always be a fan of Very for that exact reason. And trust me, I've taken a ton of pitches for a lot of different things, including our furniture build out. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, for me, that matters so much. Like there's a reason why, not not to downplay anything that anybody, any other role that somebody played in us building out our studio, but there's a reason why you're sitting here at this table for us to talk to. And I think that that speaks to the importance of everything that you're saying because I experienced it, right? Mm -hmm. And my hope is that, and this has been like one of the hardest things for me is to really like almost like rigorously train myself to care a lot, yes. which I sound, it sounds kind of rudimentary a little bit, but for me, it's been like a real skill where I've had to almost be able to, because in our role, you go from one conversation to the next conversation and they're two completely different businesses or in our case, businesses, or yeah. if you're not leading a B2B business, then, you know, consumers or, or whatever it might be. And you really have to pivot quickly. And sometimes you can almost do so without much thought, you kind of just get in a rhythm. And I've really tried to force myself to kind of almost have these reset moments where I'm like, no, this person deserves my very best. And I really felt that that with you, but I wonder if you have any thoughts on on that hard skill, because it really is a skill that requires training to learn that. Yes. And I love that you mentioned training because I valued coming on here because I love growth. I love professional growth, personal growth, and listening to podcasts. So the fact that you're offering this is really important. And so, yes, being intentional and remembering the one and setting aside the time. What is it? I've heard it said like you work, you work in your business and you work on your business. Mm -hmm. And so this, I think, is such a paramount mm -hmm. moment. And the the thing for me was to acknowledge that there's so many moving pieces and it is is truly a team to take a client coming in who wants to outfit a new space or renovate a space hmm. when i get on the phone i even i even called the assistant my my executive assistant to the ceo today and i was like hey i want you to hear what this client who this client is and and why they're coming in and why they're requesting to hear J like get to have some time with jason hmm. and the reason was i knew she'd love it and i knew she Oh my god, this is really great, you know? <laughs> and and it's because they're the client's really excited about it. And mm. so that is one of the things that has been so special to me is that it is not lip service mm. at Very. 
our senior executives, my sales leadership, they all model and live out what I'm living out with the client. And so it it really is that rich. It's just good. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, I'm ready to buy some desks. Sign me up. No, I, I think that, I mean, it's it's just kind of reiterating really what I feel. And I hope that, you know, really what we've established is two things. One, the importance of the two things we're going to talk about today, authenticity specifically and authority specifically. And then number two is how hard of a task that actually is to do. If anybody's out there who's listening and is in sales or is a business owner who find yourselves in sales, just like all the other hats that you wear, I, I, I know that it's hard for you to cultivate a specific approach to sales that makes people really resonate and also feel well taken care of. It's just a hard skill. And I just want to make sure that you feel seen and understood in that. But also that as we step into kind of the second section of this podcast, that we give you something of value that can really be helpful in kind of crafting that approach around authenticity and authority like we were talking about. So let's dive into authenticity a little bit more. One of the things that comes to mind is just the word like trust mm -hmm. and yeah. building that trust with other people, which once again, is just such a hard and very soft skill right. <laughs> at the end of the day. But walk me through some of the ideas that you have around how you actually go about building trust with somebody. The first thing that came to mind was to be transparent and follow through. Hmm. And the follow through part is probably one of the ones that is the hardest to stay on top of because you're fielding different requests coming in. And I think it's even figuring out for you, what is that, what is that rhythm? So for me personally, I like to have a touch point to tell a client, hey, I've gotten your email. I'm working on this. Even if it's going to take me a little bit longer to get back with them, I like that touch point. And, and I've noticed it gives me peace of mind because I really am working on it. It may just take a little bit longer to turn something around. Yeah, it's around. kind of like that full transparency and kind of peeling back the curtain and saying like, hey, I'm going to let you in on this process. Right, exactly. And I also feel like one of the other things that I try to do is really find out what is the most important thing to the client. So for y'all, there were a couple of different things that came, kept coming up. Mm. I knew just be, by business that the the design was important you were very intentional which i loved and so i get i get what you meant jazzed. is that i was anal no 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 i get really jazzed because you knew what you were looking for mm. and so i could keep diving in and try to get that to the designer and us actually create it the other thing that you knew how and you articulated it very respectfully was about your budget mm. And so it was the it was the thing that I learned the most through our experience and was able to actually capitalize on, you know, how we work through that. But knowing that budget was one of the things that was really important to you, I was able to go, okay, let's shape the experience where you feel even more confident about what we're we're building trust hmm. around the numbers, we're building trust around what we're designing so you could see it. So those were those are two things that really come to the forefront when I'm thinking about authenticity and then just really caring. So like, I know I can tell you right now, I know about you that you stop by the grocery store sometimes before you go home, but you have a little one who's there. And mm. so you try to be off the phone before they get home, but you'll take a call if it's something really important. And you also show up on time. You communicate really well. 
like, and you care about your team, you care about your business and what y'all are offering the world. And so when you can walk away and, and that's not even necessarily a all about your business, but just about you personally, those types of things with the authenticity, that matters to me. That builds that rapport, I feel like, pretty quickly. I'm a pretty open book, I I will admit. Yes. But (laughs) sometimes to a fault. But I would say that you really gave me space and a level of comfort. Like I'll never forget walking into very for the first time super big building by the way a little intimidating (laughs) and but within like three minutes you had like a latte in my hand and you're like do you want flavoring i'm like this is okay i get it (laughs) you care okay (laughs) i think you had to basically create that space for me if you wouldn't have created that space for me maybe i who's a pretty open book would have felt relatively comfortable still really fast but I felt especially comfortable because you created that space for me to be authentic, which I think speaks Mm -hmm. to your authenticity in the process too. One other thing that came to mind for me, if I can kind of layer in here, is in thinking about, you know, we're we're in kind of the stage of our business where process development is like the name of the game. And I'm always, I'm, no, yeah, I'm thank kidding. you. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, we're always slower at it than I want to be. But as we go into this process development, it's been really important for me to do two things. First thing is, is kind of what's on the surface. Develop like a standard operating procedure for sales, but not just stop there. I think my approach to sales is very consultative, probably. Mm-hmm. I think you probably would share in, in that assessment of your own approach, at least in some nature. And because of that, there can be some learnings throughout the process that might derail what otherwise would be a standard operating procedure at the end of the day. And so I like to actually have kind of backup plans, um, if that makes sense, or backup processes. What I mean by that is not develop a process for sales and then all of a sudden just veer off and do your own thing, but more so if somebody tells me something in the sales process where they're like, hey, this is like a unique complexity to my business that might not apply to somebody else that you're you're talking to, or here is a financial situation, or here is a a specific thing about our brand that you need to know about, and that might impact how we go about actually executing on something for somebody. I like to be able to kind of know, okay, that's going to take me off on-ramp A, B, or C, and predefine those things based off of, if you have real clarity around who your target market is, you can really create those processes. It just takes a little bit of an extra lift whenever you're developing your SOP. But I think if you go into it and kind of look at it and say, okay, here's what my key process is going to be. This is what I'm going to follow 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. But because I want to be authentic in my approach and I want to be able to actually integrate learnings that I have from somebody like you obviously studied me throughout the process, probably inherently at some level. Mm -hmm. But I think it's really important for somebody to remain committed to process yet have flexibility in that process to be able to actually then go and pivot and change so that somebody can actually feel you adapting to their unique circumstances. It kind of accomplishes both goals. It keeps you nice and regimented, but also gives you that flexibility that I think is really important to create that feeling of authenticity. It's an excellent way to cultivate relationships and partnerships. Mm -hmm. And you're not selling anything like you're truly meeting needs. Mm. I want to pause real quick. And I want to go back to what you said about when you walked in and we had a latte in your hand and Mm -hmm. all that. And again, I have to stress that was Jason. Mm. Like that was our executive team. And that was the way that they helped. Now, did I love the fact that it's truly who I am? Mm. So I want a party drink. I want (laughs) to, you know, like, let's get in and, you know, get people feeling comfortable. The music aspect of what we do. 
but we also, but like, I wouldn't be able to do that mm -hmm. if they had not set that as the brand standard. 100%. And so again, I feel like that's what you're doing right now with what you're talking about with the 80% and then having your ramps, mm -hmm. right? I've only been in my role for a year. Mm -hmm. And so one of the key takeaways that I had from our encounter is I wish I would have asked you sooner, like, hey, tell me this about your budget or tell me this about, is there anything, I don't know exactly, I can't remember exactly the phrasing that I would have used right now, but what I ended up doing is I went to our CFO mm -hmm. and I was able to say, well, I went to my manager and then we talked to our CS, CFO and we shared what your need was mm -hmm. and and it really shaped how we adjusted some things for clients in the season that we're having, like with the economic headwinds and mm -hmm. all the different things. And so that is one case of how we like to do business is to say, we want to stay nimble. We mm. want to meet our clients where they are. And so it's it's awesome to, again, have such alignment in what totally. you're building. 100%. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. And like, it's so fun to kind of kind of reflect on what I don't know that I was really thinking about like our approach to sales as we were walking around and I was sitting in 16 chairs. <laughs> But it's so it's so fun to kind of see how authenticity kind of just like seeped into every piece of that experience. And probably why we get along so well is because we both value it so much. One last thing to say about authenticity, if whoever's listening out there wants to really connect with people, like I have a lot of clients who say to me, because we work on brands and we work on messaging a lot. And I say, what's one of your key differentiators? Oh, well, we really care about our customers. I'm like, yeah, well, that's what everybody's told me this week. So the truth is, is that you actually do really care about your customers. Now, how does how does that make you different or not? That's a, se a separate conversation for another day. But my question for you is, how do you share it and how do you show it in the sales process? How do you share it and how do you show it? What words do you use to say, this is, I, I care about you more than average at least, or I care about you more than anybody else will in this particular industry? That's how you would share it. And then how do you show it? And I think that's a little bit more of kind of that like action speak louder than words mentality. And I think in the sales process, it's it's kind of a lost art, if you will, to really know how to show it in a way that really does connect with people. I think it really just comes down to a level of commitment to actually just do what's necessary, even though it might seem a little bit extra every once in a while. And I'm not talking about like the the handwritten card or like the gift after the closing or whatever it might be. I'm talking about the things that are that you're not going to benefit from in the short term or the long term. Maybe long term, of course, you can build a relationship with somebody. But I'm talking about those gestures, those service opportunities throughout the sales cycle that kind of just are like, why did that person do that for me? Oh, they must care. They mm -hmm. must care. I think that's sharing it and showing it, I think, is a really good way to think about how to actually go about authenticity. I agree. So let's pivot and move on to authority. Let's go. I think a lot of people in sales like to think they're really good at this. And uh, I'm not going to pretend like I'm I'm great at it <laughs> just because I want to maintain some level of, of humility. But I do think that it is another skill that I've really focused on. And I'm sure you would share in that too. Give me some thoughts from your side of what does it mean to have like legit authority in a sales conversation or sales cycle? When I was driving over here, I was thinking about this aspect of our conversation a little bit more because I don't sit there and think about, hey, I want to show up and be the authority. I But I value mm -hmm. authority when I go somewhere and I'm looking for something that I am going, I do want 
you to be an expert. Mm. Now, I I don't just want you to be an expert. I want to know that I trust you. I want to know that your expertise is coming wrapped in humility. But for me, what I want it to do is I want it to put my client as, at ease. Hmm. Think about all the things you've been managing in this project of this move. It is it is truly overwhelming. Like one of the things that we'll say is, okay, just like go get coffee for the owner and their team and just take it to them that last week because y'all are just running crazy. And it's like, we aren't going to benefit at all from the coffee. We just know y'all are probably going to need some. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's everybody's so ramped up. Mm -hmm. Our hope is that we can anticipate some of the needs that you have. And you can go, man, I can trust them. And so I remember a few weeks ago, I was talking to one of our senior vice presidents and and I said, yeah, this, this client came back and said such and such about another offering from a different furniture vendor. And he said, that's not possible. I know that's not possible. I've been doing this for 25 years. They're either lying about this, this or this. Go back and let's see if we can help the client. And I was like, whoa. Mm. And, and it wasn't that he was trying to be super adamant, but he cares about mm -hmm. the fact that mm -hmm. he was like, isn't accurate and mm -hmm. someone is lying to them. Mm -hmm. And and it was purely about a timeline thing. Or, mm -hmm. and, and so that just made me go, I'm so glad I have leadership who's been in this business for 25 years yep. that we can call on their expertise. Well, and how refreshing from the customer's point of view. I mean, every once in a while, you'll run into somebody, at least in my experience, where they don't necessarily want you to be honest with them. <laughs> right. But I would argue that 90% of the people that I speak to, at least for prospects for our business, want me to be brutally honest with them because that's refreshing to them. The key is, is how do you in yourself, if I'm speaking to somebody who's in sales, how do you build that up in yourself such that you are so confident that you can just show up to a sales call or a sales meeting and look somebody dead in the eye and say you're wrong? And that is such a hard skill, right? It is. Because you still want to maintain that authenticity. You still care so deeply about them, but it's such a fine-tuned art to actually be able to do what I just said and do it in a way to where it actually lands and somebody can tell that you actually care. So my hope is that we can kind of almost like dissect that Let's approach and really Let's figure out like, how do you actually get there? If I look at the story brand messaging framework that we use for a lot, so many of our brands, really what the crux of it is, is are you talking about the problem that you solve, the singular problem that you solve as a business? And are you positioning yourself as a guide that can help your customer become the hero in the story that you're telling? And I think that in the sales process, it's pretty much the same thing. If you can do a, a lot of work to be able to really understand and almost like immerse yourself in the problem that your customer's facing, and then you speak directly to that and you say, I know how to solve that problem better than you do because I'm your guide and I'm going to make you the hero of this story. If you can say that and, and do so in a way that actually makes sense in the context of the situation, I think that that is a really successful way to go about it. The, the key is, is are you going to sit and just trying to speak as practically as possible here? Are you going to sit in a room by yourself for two hours and think about the problem that your customer's facing? Are you going to go and research it for hours? Are you going to go and talk to other people, do focus groups, and understand the problem inherently such that whenever you walk into the room, you can look somebody dead in the eye and say, you're wrong, this problem is solvable, and I can solve it for you, and here's how, and lay out a plan for them. I think if you can do that, you know, it takes a lot of work, but... 
that is authority after all. Any thoughts? Yes, that is really smart. And you just landed on it. It is, it takes time. It takes the want to, to truly show up for the client and have done the work to say, hey, no, I can, I can confidently stand before you and say this. So I wouldn't change anything about what you're saying at all. I will add that while I was listening to you, Mm. one of the things that I feel like I am constantly trying to refine, sometimes do better than others, is know how to present the information. Mm. And so one of the things that I've really valued about you is that your temperament is very even keel or my, you know, my, the way I've experienced you, the way that we communicated was very respectful. Hmm. There was so much honor is the word that just kept rising up was there was just honor for one another. There was honor for what y'all were trying to do, what we were both trying to do to help you. And that to me is a good day where you're, you're working hard and there's so much honor Hmm. like in the room. Hmm. And so when I think about going to a client and the words actually coming out of my mouth of, actually, I think you might have missed the mark on this. Mm-hmm. And you should consider ABC. Mm. The, that is a vulnerable space. Mm. And one of the things that I've loved about the clients that I've worked with is a lot of them have a lot of power, a lot of responsibility, and more than most really have a lot of vulnerability to say, Hey, we want to be better. You know, like they'll they'll go there. Hmm. But I can make or break a moment in my delivery. Hmm. I can make or break a moment in how I choose to follow up. And then how you choose to hold space and not have an expectation on what they do with the information. Hmm. And so releasing the the outcome and really showing up and just offering what you believe to be the best in what's in their interest. I feel like is a successful moment Hmm. in sales. One curiosity for me just is, have you ever told somebody that your your solution or Varys Furniture, for example, wasn't a good fit? Yes. Tell me about that. Tell me the story. Well, so we... (laughs) Like, wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Let me go back. It's a perfect fit for everybody (laughs) out there. Hint, hint. Right? And that's that's the deal is we say it's, it's it's not the perfect fit. And we say, get to the no fast. Hmm. Like we'll say things like, we know that we are not always the fit. And I think that helps people feel freed up from the beginning. Right. Because then they go, oh, okay. They're not just trying to like force me into a, Mm -hmm. like a situation. And so we are intentional around trying to find out, to qualify a client. Hmm. Do we really feel like we can show up? So you asked me who was somebody that, we said, hey, you know, I don't think that you're the best fit or that we're the best fit for what you're wanting to do. They needed something custom. Someone who came in and they loved our furniture. Mm-hmm. They even like sat in it. We're like, this is excellent. Hey, does it come in eggplant purple? Yeah. <laughs> and our approach, what we want to offer is to keep the finishes that we have to a minimum so that we can keep everything stocked in a warehouse, totally. get it to people quickly. Custom pieces take longer to produce. And our goal is like, hey, we want to keep those standard basic pieces s- simple in our finishes. And then you can put your eggplant purple pillow mm. on the deal. So does that work for everybody? No, it doesn't. 
And my goal is to try to hear them within the first, like the qualifying conversation, a discovery conversation to find out so that I can save them time. I want to help maximize their experience because most of the time people that are in the market for finishing out a space are on a timeline yeah. and they're like, we got to get this done. Yeah. Can you deliver in 48 hours? <laughs> yes. Yes. And sometimes we can. <laughs> because of your product offering. Exactly. Um, exactly. Which means that you're not right for everybody, right? Like yes. my, the reason why I asked that question is because I myself actually recently looked into that for our business and I actually turned away over six figures worth of business this year as a result of exactly what we're talking about right now, which for us, a small agency, you know, could have been substantial revenue. But to be honest with you, I just feel because I've done the homework and I've done the work on myself and my t and I hire specific types of people to keep me accountable and I've surrounded myself with mentors to make sure that I stay with this. I knew that it, they would not tell me that they would rate our services a 10 out of 10 at the end of the engagement. And so as a result of that, I made the decision to just tell them on the upfront. And a lot of the times I operate on impulse. And I think you have to at least learn how to do that in most circumstances. If you're in sales, you have to be able to improv it, if you will, every once in a while. And I think part of confidence or part of authority is saying when you're not the right fit. And I think that that just really creates a lot of trust with people like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to do, honestly, because we all have quotas. We all have those goals. We do not want to disappoint the rest of our team. We see the dollars and cents. If you're in sales, you think about that, whether you mm -hmm. are willing to admit it or not. I'm shaking my head, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. And I think the important thing is that you really understand why do you care about the dollars and cents? What's the why? Uh, and for me, Really, at the end of the day, the why is so that I can keep Mallard alive and thriving and making a difference in the lives of other people. And I mean a difference in ways that go beyond just the brand for us, but really actually make a difference for the human being on the other end of the email thread or the human being on the other end of the table. And that's probably why you and I connect so well. Like we've talked about six or seven times now yeah. is because that's exactly who you are. And I can say that with confidence because I felt it. Mm, thank you. Yeah. And that's a high compliment. And I, I would say to anybody listening, the time spent to understand your why to be come back, to come back to center, you know, and you said that about, yeah, I've got my, I've surrounded myself with mentors. I hired it. Like those are the, those are the things that build mm. incredible brands. Yeah. Those are things that build the incredible experience for, mm. I don't think that that can be highlighted enough to anybody who's saying, because you do have the hard moments, you have the moments where you go, this is going to hurt. Like this is going to, I'm going to have to trust that and, and have faith that eventually more business is going to come back this way. You mm. know, my, my brother is in the cattle business and he and I were talking one day and I had had something happen with a client. We were going to take a cut on something to make it right for a client. And it was the best move. And he said, yeah, he said, you know, when I've been working on some stuff and I had to do some things to make it right with a client on a cattle, like a trailer or cattle. He said, my, my manager came back and was like, all right, you've got to make that up somewhere else. Hmm. And that's, that stood out with me because my brother was willing to make it right with a client that he knew he needed to make it right with. And then he trusted the process that he was going to be able to make it up somewhere else the right way, just like uncovering more business. Yeah. And, and I think that's really powerful. And you've got to, you've got to be able to 
help instill that in the team. Like, hey, we're going to do what's right. I'm here. I, we're about building a business that hmm. is for the long haul. Hmm. And that takes that takes faith. It's risk. Definitely. This, I think, at least from my side of this of this table, has been so valuable and also really helpful to kind of flesh out the specifics around authenticity and authority. There's a real systematic approach that you can really take to fine-tuning these things in yourself. And my hope is that anybody listening out there was really able to gather one or two insights that you can take with you and hopefully have it impact your sales approach and your clients on the other side of that approach. Allison, so great to have you here. Well, thank you so much for having me, Sean. I really enjoyed it. Totally. If anybody is looking for some of the best furniture in the industry, I would really highly encourage you to, one, look at Vary, and then number two is follow Allison on LinkedIn and connect with her. Also, is there a way for somebody to connect with you if they don't have LinkedIn or something? Absolutely. So they can reach out on our very website if they'd like, and they can get me just like a request. They can have them forward it to Allison Lyles. Also, my email is allison.lyles at very, V-A-R-I dot com. Perfect. Well, I think that if you're in the market for that, I couldn't recommend them enough, honestly. And I mean that 100%. It is, it is a hard to beat experience <laughs> in every way. My hope for you just to kind of pull back from this episode today is that one, you can feel the care through this microphone or through your speakers if you're listening. I and my team and Allison and any guest who's on this podcast, really the only mandate is that they actually care about the core mission of this, which is to actually make a difference for you and have it drastically impact how you go about business so that you can experience more success and more importantly, so that you can help others experience more success. Follow along, subscribe, and we'll see you next time.